to another episode of Christ Community Church Podcast. I'm Stephen Watson, pastor, and I'm here with... Neil Grogan, associate pastor, Christ Community Church. And we are here doing our book club called Caring for One Another Mm, by Edward T. Welch. I think he goes by Ed for short. Yep, I like Ed. Ed's good people. All right, so we're in lesson two. Lesson two is is just good like life lessons. Uh, my wife Lindsay was talking to someone in our church the other day, and I think they said they're actually having their kids go through this book and like talking it through with their kids. They That's have awesome. they have older kids. Shout but, out to that person, right? <laughs> uh, but it's just kind of the idea like this isn't just good for church. Like this is good for life. Mm. Like this is good people skills oh yeah absolutely so if if you count yourself someone like i don't know like the unabomber you know someone who's kind of <laughs> recluse or <laughs> where are we going right now <laughs> not unabomber but you know if, if you count yourself as someone who might not be a like maybe an introvert or mm-hmm. like socially awkward awkward uh like me sometimes, I guess, with this conversation. Yeah. Uh, like this, these are just good truths for, for your life. Yeah, absolutely. So today's lesson, chapter 2, begins on 17, page 17, and it's called Move Towards Other. And I love his, love his summaries. It says, God takes initiative and moves towards us. We take the initiative towards others. This is a simple teaching with endless applications. Yeah. I was thinking, what what text does this remind you of? I mean, the one the one that I was surprised he didn't use was like, "We love God because God first loved us." Right. And I was like, "Why is this not in the chapter?" Right. Um, yeah, I thought about that, and uh, you know, love your neighbor. You know, all of those. Yeah. We love God. He's loved us. We go love others. Yeah. So, and he mentions in the in the chapter a lot of different. He says this is the pattern throughout Scripture. Right. Uh, what was your favorite depiction of God initiating a move towards us, either that he mentioned or that he didn't mention? Hmm. I I mean, the Ezekiel passage here, Ezekiel 34, I think really is a, is a great passage where he talks about searching for the sheep and seeking them out. Hmm. I like what he said at the end of 17. He says, though the sheep show no inkling of turning back to the Lord. What does God do? He seeks the lost. He brings back the strays. And he binds up the injured. His mercy and compassion lead that way. Yeah. Lead the way. And that, which is, which is, I mean, kind of the essence of love, right? Yeah. It's, well, it's pursuit. Well, it made me think of the the parable of Jesus where he said, mm-hmm. you know, if a, sh- if a shepherd has 99 sheep and one of them wanders away, right. what's he going to do? Well, he's going to leave the 99 and he's going to go after the one. Right. And that one, to kind of bounce off what you were saying here, that one isn't looking to come back. It's, yeah. it's wandered off. It's, it's looking so there, for other grass. It's a pursuit. Right. Which, which, man, I know I know, I didn't want to get to application this early on, but mm-hmm. just thinking, like, you show up at church. Like, when you show up at church, are, are you, like, normal church member, are you the shepherd looking out for the one stray? Mm-hmm. Yeah, are you running down people? Or... Yeah. So what what would that look like if you're if so let's once again, gosh, this is this it's like the upside down podcast. We're doing application at the beginning. Hey, you know what? 
conversation. We didn't take a podcast class, so here we go. <laughs> All right. So, like, what would that look like if someone comes to church to be one who pursues? Mm. Yeah, I think uh, what it could look like is, um, first of all, knowing your church mm-hmm. so that you know who's not in the church. All right. So, right. lesson number one, who's not here this week? Right. So I can go pursue them absolutely on Monday. Yeah. Or um, who is here that's not normally here? Okay. Right. And so then it's like okay now that now we're talking about people who are Visiting. are are welcomed guests, right? They're right. they're there, but they might not know that we worship upstairs. They might not know what door to go into in order to you know get into the the yoga room. <laughs> so, we don't call it the yoga room. No, no, we call it the. Uh, the sanctuary, the upper this, room. This namaste. <laughs> no. No, that's a mistake. That's what it was. Okay. <laughs> but, uh, but so, yeah, so you're looking for guests. Yeah. And uh, engaging with them. Yeah, and, and then just some general kind of being friendly, right? It's yeah. Like, hey, I want to greet someone warmly. Yeah. Which is one of his, he kind of gives, I love... Ed Smile Welch. with your eyes, people. Ed Welch, you give awesome processes in every little chapter, just little gospel nuggets. But I don't think Ed's listening. Well, we'll see. <laughs> but uh, he, he says, you know, the Lord calls us family, so we greet warmly. Yeah. I really like that. Um, I think it's so easy to just, like, nod at someone or, yeah. you know, whatever, shake their hand and say, go upstairs now. Yeah, like, know, why do we welcome our family? We we do it because we love them, right? And we're we're pleased to see them, right? And so, and that love, love exists in a family because you have shared identity, right? You have shared experience, right. and and just time in the bank. And so, when we're thinking about our church family, like we need to have that. Christ mm-hmm. gives us our shared identity. We're right. we're one in the Lord. But then we need that that shared experience mm-hmm. with each other. So that just takes time. Right. So that takes involvement. Yeah. Um, and it takes pursuit. Right. And sure. so when you pursue someone and greet them warmly, you know, Welch really encourages you, hey, learn their name. Yeah. You know, how simple is that? I mean, I know my brains are mashed potatoes. You know, I used to play with bombs for a living. <laughs> and, uh, man, learning names is really hard. Uh, for me to be honest, but it's something I'm like constantly trying to do because I know that if I don't capture someone's name and then, mm-hmm. you know, try and try and pursue them, um, you know, they're, they're, they're going to not feel valued the same yeah. way or heard or listened to, you know, all those things. Well, And, and names do matter. I, I can't remember my parents, uh, man, back, back in the day, like when we were like high school, they made us read, uh, not made us read. They encouraged us to read some different books. Uh, gosh, what was one of them? I, was, I think it was Del Carnegie's. Mm-hmm. Was it How to Win Friends and Influence People or something like yeah. that? And like that was one of the things that he mentioned was like learn people's names. Yeah. And so, yeah, that makes a difference. Yeah. I learned, uh, I, I did some missions training um, when I was a senior in high school before we went and did some trips to Tokyo. But uh, one of the things they said was learning people's eye colors, like associate their eye colors with their name. and. Mm. You know, just trying to pair something helps your memory, especially when you're meeting large groups of people. Yeah, for sure. So, yeah. but that that takes intentionality, right? And I think I think the moving towards people is, is being intentional is pretty important, right? Have you always been good at reaching out? No, 
tell tell me tell me your experience your your growth process in that yeah i mean okay so when i got out of the marine corps mm-hmm. uh, there, and you're, you're a bit uh like a cactus yeah man uh, cactus like you're prickly there's this uh there's this <laughs> kind of uh motto or whatever for combat veterans and that's that they're disgruntled veterans oh okay and so man i remember going to umhb where i did my undergrad and uh all the like you know 18 year old kids are like won't talk to me mm-hmm. and uh later I well heard, you mean they didn't they didn't move towards you they didn't move towards and it's i definitely did not move towards them so you, you know year two at school I start talking with a couple of them, and they. You know say, what you call that? What's that, that? That's a standoff. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. so when you don't approach somebody, and that somebody doesn't approach you, you got a standoff. Yeah, so, but I wore it on my face, like get away from me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but something uh, was written across your forehead. Oh yeah, uh, but yeah, year two in school, man. I talked to this one guy. He goes, "Man, I was so scared of you. Like, you're a real nice guy. Like, I would have never guessed that in a million years." I was like, "What? Why? You know?" And I find out. Well, really, it's because. I'm keeping everybody at arm's distance with the posture that I'm carrying about myself. Hmm. And I'm not trying to get to know any of these, you know, folks either. You know, in my mind, they're, you know, I was, I was going through a growth process of like, Hey, people are, people aren't all trying to kill you. You know, you're okay. Yeah. You know, so it was some, some growth in there for me. Um, and then, you know, sometimes it's, it's daunting meeting with a visitor, Mm -hmm. you know, and yeah. you're like, man, I don't even know this person from Adam, but I'm about to go talk to him. And yeah. that, some of that, that fear is like, well, how will they receive me? Right. I know I know for myself, I kind of count myself more of an introvert. I think I'm I'm not there anymore. I think I've 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 trained myself out of it. But when I was younger, like first starting preaching, I would like go to different churches out in the country that needed a preacher. They called it supply preaching. Right. And so I was like 18, 19 years old when I was doing this, like preaching on Sundays at random country churches. Mm-hmm. And uh, like I literally had to psych myself up. Mm-hmm. Like I'd listen to some some peppy worship music in the car. I still remember the song. It was a Brooklyn, Brooklyn Tabernacle Choir. If you can use anything, Lord, you can use me. And so I would listen to that song like in my in my little Nissan Frontier before I went in, trying to psych myself up. And I literally would sell myself before I got out, like, Stephen, put on your pastor cap. Mm. And my goal, because this was not my personality, but right. my goal was I wanted to meet everybody in the church before the service. Man. and uh, These were small churches? Oh, yeah. Okay. Very, very <laughs> doable, man. They, these, I mean, they were calling, like, an 18- or 19-year-old college student to... <laughs> Large, to come preach for them. So they were large, small groups. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, yeah, yeah. Um, but I think I had to do that for for a number of years mm. before before that felt more natural. Mm. And like now, I don't have to listen to music to psych myself up. So I think moving towards people is a skill that you can learn. Yeah, you develop it. But I think it's also like you have to have a mission for it. Yeah, like you have to have a purpose. That's a that's a great point. You know, when I go to Mighty Oak sessions to work with all these different vets uh, who are all disgruntled, mm-hmm. um, I have to get myself in a frame of mind to like I'm going to learn their names. I'm going to pull them aside, talk with them one on one. Like I'm 
It doesn't yeah. matter what their experiences are, and mm. they could have whatever body language they want about them. You know, so yeah, that's definitely something you learn and cultivate and get better at. But even more so than you know, greeting someone or learning their name, right? Like, I think one of the most beneficial points that Welch has here is that man, the Lord knows seemingly irrelevant details about us, mm. like the number of hairs on our heads. Uh, so, we, because He does. We take interest in the details, right? Yeah. Take an interest in the details. Well, and I think think how much that goes towards loving somebody and welcoming them. Not only if you know their name, but you know some details about their lives. Mm -hmm. And when you see them a week later, two weeks later, a month later, like you can recall, oh, how how did that trip go? Or, oh, you know, what happened with that job situation? But you can ask them. Uh, and what, I mean, I think what that communicates to the other person is like, they care. Oh yeah. So I, I think that is so important for us as a church. Oh yeah. Yeah. And then that we listen to them when they do give those details. If we're not, if we're just hearing them and nodding our heads, right? Like, you know, the difference, right? Mm. Like you just did it to me. Yeah. No, you didn't. I was. I was not paying attention. I know. I don't. I don't. I don't have a clue what you just said. I said with our response when people tell us things is to listen. So I was just ignoring Neil, trying to figure out the next thing I was going to bring up in the book. Uh, Stephen did not move. I just moved away. Just completely away. away. So, I don't know what you just said, but this next thing I want to say is important. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Uh, no, on, on page 19, he says, Imagine a group of people who move toward each other, active more than passive, mm. loving more than fearing rejection, which is what you said, right? I didn't move forward because I was fearing rejection. So oh, you heard that. I did hear that. <laughs> active more than passive, loving more than fearing rejection. They look glorious they attract the world like if we want to be a church that is filled with the aroma of christ that feel loved and welcomed and like they want jesus and that's the type of community that we make right. one where we are moving towards each other listening <laughs> <laughs> listening and and like catching details right and paying attention. Mm. Paying attention. So I was I was talking with um, my little breakfast club. We were talking about this chapter this morning, and we were talking about like what keeps us from doing that. And uh, we said, you know, one of the things that really keeps us from being active, whether that's at church or even in our own home, is our phones. Mm. Like these phones are like so they make us so passive right because they say oh there's a second of downtime don't look around to engage don't look around to move forward towards someone else rather get lost in me mm. and how does that impact in your even in your home life right like well i mean because because i carry my phone in my pocket and it's my alarm it's my calendar it's my computer mm. You know, and I think everybody can relate to this. We're always on. Right. You know, we're always being contacted by someone at work, somebody in our community. And so when I go home, 
I'm not moving towards my kids and I'm not moving towards my wife because a siren call of my iPhone is like calling out to me right. saying, lose yourself in me. Right. It kind of it makes me like, <laughs> this is just, this might not come out right because I'm just coming up with it right now. But like, it, it's almost like the phone is another woman where it's like you're getting lost in her eyes mm. rather than the eyes of, of my wife or right. in the eyes of my children. Right. Uh, it's calling for attention. Yeah. It's, it's the woman in Proverbs. Yeah. No kidding. <laughs> yeah. I have a, I have a friend. He tells his story about his son. Um, and you know, when he gets on his phone, he's totally sucked in, you know, yeah. his son's a teenager and he'll come to talk to him. And, um, if, if my friend is still looking at his phone while his son is talking to him, his son will just walk away. Oh. And, uh, he said sometimes he's put his phone down and be like, I'm sorry, I'm listening to And he goes, no, I'm not, I'm not worth it. Oh. You know, just that punk 16 year old oh. kid. He's going to yeah, crush you. That's, that's a crush. Right. There, but, yeah. So my friend, he's resolved. He said, you know, when, when his son comes to talk to him, he puts his phone down and he looks him in the eyes and and tracks with him throughout that conversation yeah. and the difference is made in his in his son's life has been that his son knows that he values him and yeah. so i think these are just i mean these are this is these are human yeah. being type of right. You know, things, so I was, right i was i was asking the guys this morning from some strategies on that and uh one of the guys at the table said you know when i get home from work i set my phone on my on my bedside table like that's my my first act is I, I go to my bedroom, I unload my pockets and my 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 uh my phone gets set on the night side, you know, bedside table. And uh you know, it's on. So if it starts exploding, he'll be able to hear it. If there's an emergency, he'll be able to hear it, but he said otherwise, I just ignore it until, you know, like the day is done. So, I thought, man, what a good what a good exercise. I'm envious of that man. Yeah, well, but how easy is that? How what couldn't we do that? I think we could. I think there are, you know, like I work with guys from California, so I get <laughs> emails yeah. and stuff from all but over But you know place, what? But Those emails will be there tomorrow. That's true. You know, and that's, and that's the thing. Like, we, we think we're I – mean, I wonder if it's a pride thing or if it's a pleasure thing. Or like, you, do we take pride in yeah. the fact that we are needed by someone else mm. and then we resent the fact that we're needed by someone else. Mm. And so it gives us pleasure in complaining yeah, about yeah. being needed that it makes us feel good. Uh, it's uh, a very now I have to do this thing. It's a very or... complex relationship we have at this phone. Yeah. I just wish we could just set them on fire. Or they were painful to carry like back in the day when they were like uh You needed a backpack <laughs> backpack for your phone. Yeah. All right, so let's get back on our chapter because we, we kinda left it for a second. So we need a we need to move towards other people. We need to pursue them we need to listen to them listen and understand yeah and so i love the proverb he closes with in proverbs 20 20 verse 5 it says the purpose in a man's heart is like deep water or a woman's heart or a woman's heart yeah. but a man of understanding or, or a, a woman, woman of understanding <laughs> a person of understanding will draw it out yeah. and i that is intentionally moving towards someone, investing in them, caring for them. And you may feel like you are too busy to do those things. Let me mm-hmm. tell you something. You're not. I'm not. It's our mission, I, right? I, I, We're yeah, called to do it. It's our mission. Hey, check it out. 
God loved you while you were an enemy of his oh, man, yeah. and pursued you and made peace with you on the cross. I was reading through 1 Samuel again. Yeah. And when it, this is in a few chapters, so we're not there yet. So it's like a little preview. But I was just reading through it again. And there's a point where like David is like hiding in caves, oh, yeah. trying to escape from Saul. Right. And you know like who comes out and pursues him and finds him? It's Jonathan. Like this dude he's in a covenant relationship with, which is why we just talked about this last Sunday. Right. Jonathan pursues him and finds him. And it says like he came to encourage him mm. and remind him that David's the next king mm. and that Jonathan's like, I'll be your next, I'll be your right-hand man. But that took pursuit, mm-hmm. you know. He had to track him down. Humility. Oh, man. Which so, is how the book started, right? Yeah, it is. So... I think just practical steps for our people uh, in a church, our Christ community church, right? So what are, what are some practical things we can do as a church? Pursue each other, listen. And then he gives the three bullets at the top of page 20. Which we went over. Yeah, greet warmly, learn their name, take an interest in details. Right. Uh, One of the, the easiest ways you can do this in our community is by asking them, how long or what brought you to Fort Hood? Yeah. And, uh, man, you learn from, from that, like, avenue. You learn what people's jobs are in the military, what people, uh, how long they've been in the military mm. for, you know, what they're about to do while they're at Fort Hood, all those things, how many kids they have. It's just a, at least for our transient yeah. community, it's a great kind of yeah. threshold question. So. Man, this is one of the questions that the in the in the in, how long have we been going? We've been going too long. I don't know. How 10, long? 12 minutes probably. No, <laughs> we're probably like forty or fifty. Um, <laughs> I don't quite. think you have any judge of time. <laughs> I do. I do. I know you haven't been going that long, but uh, <laughs> uh, but there's a question on page twenty one, like why might you be reluctant to to move towards others? Right. And I think that's a good like introspection question that we all need to ask yeah i think for our military community and i felt this when i was in was i don't know how long they're going to be around yeah so what's the point if they're a brother or sister in christ the answer is eternity right it's worth it yeah pursue them like i mean that's that's really questioning like our belief like do we really believe in eternity right do we really believe that this person is a brother and sister in christ then yeah we'll have eternity Mm -hmm. Man, let that relationship start today. Yeah, don't don't wait around because you, man, God has a tendency of um, showing us grace through the vehicle of relationships, yeah. relationship with Him and relationship with one another, especially in the, the context of the local church. Uh, so get over your fear of rejection. Yeah, put to death that stumbling block. Pursue Jesus, and as you pursue Jesus pursue one another yeah i think another reason might be because we're waiting for someone to approach us oh yeah you know like i've heard i've no heard never talk to me well i've heard people like leave churches angry like well no one comes to me and i'm like well why do they got to come to you like they should no doubt but like are you going to others are you pursuing right. and i think i think once again that that tells us where we're looking are we looking inward at our own needs and our own wants yeah are we saying no, no? Jesus pursued me, so I'm going to pursue others, and we're going. We're we're in pursuit. We're the shepherd looking for the lost sheep. So, how will you make the first move today and in this week? 
let's end it that way. Mm. Thanks, guys. That's another episode with Christ Community Church Podcast. Pastor Stephen and Neil. A good move for people right now. Are not out. <laughs> not out yet. A good move for people to make to make that first step to, to pursue people. Uh-huh. Join community groups. Oh, yeah. Right? Hey, Let's plug yeah. that. Hey, good, good job. I'm, I'm, I'm here for you, community group pastor. You got it, man. <laughs> yeah. If Hey, if you're in our area and you want to get some community, you want to know what it looks like to pursue others, you can email me at neil at christ.community, and I would love to plug you in. Or visit our website at christ.community. Uh, dot a, what? That's it. Oh, okay. Christ.community. So, not dot .com. No dot .com. Not dot .org. Dot .community. Dot .community. It's a thing. It's a thing. It's a thing. It Lowe's is. still won't accept my email address. That's I'm like, come on, Lowe's. That's because it's Lowe's. So, <laughs> it should have been at the depot. Didn't man. you work for Lowe's? Nope, the depot. You worked at the depot. <laughs> All right, guys. That's enough banter. We'll see you all next time. Bye.